We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat brought to you by Budweiser, locally distributed by United Beverage Company of South Bend. Baseball fans, this Bud's for you. The Food Bank of Northern Indiana. Hunger is a story we can end. Find out how at feedindiana.org. And Tim Growl State Farm Insurance. You need life insurance today. Tomorrow will be too late. Protect your family by calling Tim at 232-9981. It is 528 on this Thursday evening, Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat. I'm Darren Pritchett, joined by Brian Driscoll, the publisher of irishbreakdown.com, the Sports Illustrated website covering all things Notre Dame athletics, in particular Notre Dame football and Notre Dame football recruiting. Well, the first game is September 5th at Florida State, but right now it feels like the news is as hot and heavy on the recruiting trail like a, a game week almost with so much going on right now with kids visiting Notre Dame. There's camps going on, so a lot of cool things to talk about. And Brian's here to join us to talk about those various, various subjects that you can find at irishbreakdown.com right now. I think you heard the tail end of my conversation, but there was a <laughs> point probably before where you got on. I'm kind of in that mock draft mode. I just love the NFL mm-hmm. draft. I think it's fascinating. One service obviously ranked the teams by how well they're going to do this year in their estimation. This probably tells you what they think is going to happen, but they had the Packers picking fourth and Denver picking 30th. Don't laugh too hard. Yeah, that's a little. So they're basically saying they're they're, they're predicting that Aaron Rodgers is going to get (laughs) traded to the Broncos is what that tells me. Either that or Drew Locke's going to have a Patrick Mahomes season one of the two. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if either one of those are actually going to happen. Well, let's get started with with some Notre Dame football recruiting talk. And you have documented for a while now, Brian, you think there is a chance, if all goes well, that Notre Dame could have quite the linebacker haul. 
coming up. So why don't we start there? Give us an update. Where do you think the Irish stand right now with some of these linebackers, including a guy like Jalen Sneed, who seems to pop up on my Twitter account daily right now? <laughs> well, that's because he visited this past week, and he also was at a Rivals Comp, or a, excuse me, the uh, Under Armour Future 50 this past weekend, where he won the uh, the, he was one of the top players. He also won the top uh, linebacker at a recent rivals camp. So he's going to the summer camps and he's looking great in shorts. And, you know, that's always something these recruiting <laughs> services look at. But the reason Notre Dame is so high on Jalen Sneed is because he looks even better in pads. And, you know, he's an interesting player, uh, Darren, because he was the, the two linebackers left on the board right now, basically. It's down to him and Junior Tui Alamaka from California. Neither of those guys even had offers from Notre Dame the day that Marcus Freeman was hired. These are guys that Marcus Freeman got in on, offered after he was hired, and Notre Dame has done a great job to put themselves in position to to be able to land both players, and they had both of them on campus recently. Junior Tualamak was on campus from Friday to Sunday. Jalen Sneed arrived on Monday. He left uh, early on Wednesday, and from all accounts, Notre Dame absolutely hit a grand slam home run with both players, and you know, they're as close now as they've been this entire cycle to potentially putting together this what I what I believe would not only be the best linebacker class in the country, and I don't think you're going anyone's going to beat it, but it's also be the best linebacker class of the Brian Kelly era, and that's mm. one position where Notre Dame hasn't really struggled until the last couple of years to recruit that position at a pretty high level. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So with Marcus Freeman's defense, where would these two guys project to play in time at Notre Dame? Well, you know, the, if, if they land these two players, you're going to have a four-man class that also has Nolan Ziegler, who was the, the first defensive commit in the class, and also mm -hmm. Josh Burnham, who's another player that Marcus Freeman was able to get after he was hired. And the thing I like about this group, Darren, is with the exception of Junior 2 Alamaka, all th the other three guys are very versatile. When you okay. look at Junior 2 Alamaka, he's a pure Mike. I mean, he you know they've compared him to Manti Teo. He changed his number from 44 as a sophomore to 5 as a senior. I don't think that's a coincidence. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't think it's just random, like, you know, pick the number between one and a hundred and it was five uh he's a he's a lot like manti he's not quite the athlete manti was but he's 6'2 he's 235 240 already as a junior incredibly instinctive not an elite athlete but really good in the box he's that kind of that pure thumper you know that guy that's going to be a weapon against the zone 
Uh, he's going to be a weapon against inside runs. He can take on linemen. He's great with block destruction. You know, he he's adequate when it comes to getting depth and getting into the zones. And so, you know, he's the best pure Mike linebacker I've seen so far in this class. And he brings a lot of that that big boy football to the table. Which, when you look at Notre Dame's schedule, yeah, a lot of teams are still throwing the ball, but there's a lot of teams that like to run the football. And I think Junior Tuilamaka gives you some unique some unique opportunities there. Jalen Sneed, per my understanding, is being recruited initially to play the rover position. But he's a kid that is a junior in high school lined up as a hand-in-the-ground defensive end because that's what his high school okay. coach needed him to do. Uh, he, he's an exceptional edge rusher, but he's not going to be a, a full-time edge rusher because he's 6'2", about 215 pounds. Right? He's just not that kind of guy. But he can bring you some of that third-down pass rush ability. I think he's got – honestly, he's got the unique combination of, of strength, power, athleticism, short air explosiveness, range, and coverage. That he can thrive at Rover. He could thrive at will. And with another 15, 20 pounds of, of – of added weight room strength and muscle, which is going to come. He's a guy that I think could potentially play the Mike linebacker position as well. And then on third down, you can say, hey, line up on the edge and sick him on the quarterback. You know, he he really is a unique first weapon. And, and Josh Burnham, who's already committed, brings a lot of those same traits as well. Josh is a little bigger, and so he's not a guy that I see as a rover. But he can play Mike. He can play Will. He can you know he can come up and, and rush off the edge of some nickel situations. There's a lot of versatility uh, in, in this group, and that's something that's important, Darren. If you have four great players that can only play two positions, then you know you're 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 not going to be able to maximize their the ability to get them on the field together. Irish football recruiting talk with Brian Driscoll, the publisher of IrishBreakdown.com. So with these two linebackers, Junior and also Jalen. You mentioned before Marcus Freeman arrived, they had not received offers. Is this just a sign of Marcus Freeman shooting for the moon more than possibly Notre Dame has done prior? I think so. I think, so. I think look, I think Clark Lee was a phenomenal defensive coordinator. But the linebacker recruiting had been a little subpar in recent years. They struck out completely on the position in 2020, and they were fortunate to get on Prince Collie before he blew up, which was good evaluation by the Notre Dame staff. And then they got Kahanu Kia, but that, that was it. You know, I mean, they came up short on numbers in those two years. And I think part of the problem was is Coach Lee was very methodical, which is not going to surprise you, very methodical when it came to going after recruits. They had to pass – certain you know uh, size tests and length tests and not literal tests but as far as his evaluation and and it just took him a while longer well you can't wait on top players and then I think there was the other nature of which is something I've complained about in the past is too many coaches at Notre Dame in recent years have been unwilling to go after the best players in the backyards of the best programs Mm-hmm. And Marcus Freeman and Mike Mickens and Mike Elston are not afraid to do that. And, you know, I mean, I, I left Chris O'Leary out simply because he's just so new and he doesn't have the background that we really don't know what he's capable of. But even him, I'm hearing some really good things about, you know, his ability to connect with players. But, you know, this is a staff that's, that says, hey, I don't care who you are. We're Notre Dame. We've been in the playoff two of the last three years. Why can't we go into the backyard of every team in the country and get the best players, and, and Marcus Freeman has not backed down from that, and sure. that's why they have Tyson Ford in the class. That's why they went to Michigan, got Josh Burnham, who grew up a Michigan fan, and is a top hundred player at linebacker. It's why they went out to California. Their, you know, Junior Tulamaka is going to make his decision on Saturday. I feel really good about where Notre Dame is. He was a USC commit when Marcus Freeman offered him, hmm. and then you've got Jalen Snead, who's from South Carolina, who's got an offer from Alabama and Florida, and. A lot of the SEC schools, and yet Notre Dame is the school that, that looks like they're the, they're the program to beat right now. Brian, let's talk about this weekend. There are several uncommitted players visiting the Notre Dame campus. I'm going to start on the offensive side of the football. 
with running back Nicholas Singleton. I'm in the mood to talk running backs because I was shocked to see Matt Miller have Kyron Williams as a first-round pick. Don't be shocked by that. Mock draft. Yeah, I'm going to have yeah. to jump on board here. I was caught a little off guard. Yeah. So what can you tell us about Singleton and how would he fit into a running back room that looks pretty good right now? That might be a good Tuesday topic, by the way, to have if you know you happen to have a guy like me on your show on Tuesday night at five. Duly noted. Uh, but uh, it, look, Nicholas Singleton's a very interesting player. He reminds me a lot of Josh Adams. He's not quite as long as Josh, but he's that guy that he's that long strider player that has really deceptive speed. He comes from a unique offense. He runs a lot of option in high school, so he doesn't necessarily run a lot of inside zone and counters and things like that. So there's some aspects of his game that he's going to have to learn, a more traditional running back role. But you know, he's six feet tall. He's over 200 pounds. He's got a really nice burst. He's got quick feet. You can see his foot quickness when he plays defense in high school too, and you can really see his foot quickness there. But you know, he's he's got some – technical work to do compared to a Dallin Hayden, but I love his ceiling. He might have the highest ceiling of all the running backs on the board. And that's why Ohio State wanted him for a long time. That's why Alabama offered him and went after him until they filled up their class. And that's why Notre Dame has been on him so long. But you know, good vision. Uh, but the thing I like about him, Darren, is he says two hundred he's gonna be a two hundred and fifteen to two hundred twenty pound back who can hit home runs. I mean he's got that kind of second gear that Josh Adams had that if he gets through if he sees a crease and if there's a crease and he gets through that crease, you're not going to catch him. He's a, he's a really talented running back. Brian, we've seen this offseason quite a few Notre Dame wide receivers leave the program mm-hmm. for the transfer portal. It almost feels like next year Notre Dame might add a wide receiver, a veteran, in the transfer portal. And, of course, they can also add bodies in upcoming recruiting classes. Is there any momentum right now at the wide receiver position? Any guys that are coming to town that might be of interest we should know about as Notre Dame tries to restock that wide receiver room? Well, the number one receiver on my board and the the player that I believe, talking to sources, is the number one player on Notre Dame's board was on campus this past weekend, and I think Notre Dame did a phenomenal job with him. That's Tobias Merriweather, who's from the state of Washington. You know, I've I've compared him to T. Higgins. He he reminds me so much of T. Higgins mm. because he's not he's not a four four one guy. You know, he's not that true burner, but he's a long strider that can make big plays. I think he's actually a little bit faster than T was at the same age, but he's also a very unique player because you don't often find six four guys that are really um, fluid and athletic and has some suddenness to them athletically. And 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 he's an advanced route runner. He's got a tremendous feel for the game. You know, he's one of those guys. A lot of times you see these receivers, Darren, that. You know they're really advanced technically, but and that allows them to be good players because they're they're not necessarily elite athletes or top level athletes. That's Tobias from a technical standpoint, but he's a much better athlete than some of those guys. He has the ability to dominate with his six four size, his tremendous ball skills, but he also can dominate with his athleticism. And then you add the fact that he's a really refined player, a fundamentally sound player. He knows how to get open. He knows how to run routes. He's clearly the number one player on my board, and, and Notre Dame's been in a good position with him for a while. We've talked about this on our site. If if Notre, if he decides this summer, I love where Notre Dame is at, where I only get nervous if he decides to wait till December, January, like he's talked about in the past. But he's the number one player on the board. They've got a couple receivers coming to campus this weekend, Nicholas Anderson. Nicholas Anderson is the player I was just talking about. He's a very advanced route runner. He's 6'4". He's a very good high school football player. That doesn't have necessarily the athleticism of a top receiver, but that's you know I think Notre Dame sees the size, and you know that Notre Dame loves their big receivers. Uh, they <laughs> see a guy that's very polished, 
knows how to play the game. He just doesn't have the athletic tools that Tobias brings to the game. And and then there's another player on campus, and I'm I, I still don't know how to pronounce his name. To be completely honest with you, I think it's it's Alec uh, Ao Manor is the my best guess at it. I'm still trying to find out how to pronounce his name, but he's from Canada and he plays high school ball in Massachusetts. He's the exact opposite of Nicholas Anderson in that he's a very raw football player, but he's six three, two hundred ten. He's got really good speed. Uh, he's, he's, he's kind of that high upside guy that you're going to have to teach the game a little bit to, but the physical tools are there. So they've got some, they've certainly got a lot of big boys coming on campus. And then the following weekend is a name you're going to be familiar with. Cause you read my site, Darren, and that's uh, Xavier Bradshaw's visiting mm-hmm. the weekend of the 25th to the 27th. He's the one different type of player. He's a six foot dynamic ball in the hand kind of guy. He's, he's priority number yes. two for me. Uh, he's not necessarily priority number two for the Notre Dame coaching staff. But then also that weekend they have C.J. Williams on campus, who's a, a top 50 recruit according to rivals. Uh, he's a six foot two, 195-pound kid that I've compared to Juju Smith-Schuster in that he's not an elite athlete, but he's strong. He just knows how to play, and he just knows how to make plays. He's not a guy that's going to average 17 yards a catch, but he's that guy that's going to average eight. He's going to catch eight balls for, you know, average 12 yards a catch and just be a really productive you know, you, you, I use the word possession receiver, but I mean that in a positive manner, not as a disrespectful thing, like he's not athletic as he is. But his game is about working the middle of the field, working the intermediate zones, using his size to be strong. And a guy like him would be a great compliment to Tobias Merriweather, who's more of that long, vertical, stretch the field, uh, you know, use that size type of player. And, and, you know, to me, the dream class for me is Tobias Merriweather, C.J. Williams, and Xavier Bradshaw to go with Maureen Walker. And all three of those kids are going to be on campus in the month of June. Mm. Brian Driscoll, publisher of irishbreakdown.com, talking about players visiting in South Bend this weekend. So is offensive line coach Jeff Quinn going to be busy? Yeah, very busy. He's got three kids on campus this weekend, and two of them are from the state of Wisconsin. Notre Dame, this will be the third, these will be the second and third offensive linemen from Wisconsin that Notre Dame's had on campus. They had Billy Shrouth on campus last week, obviously. Um, I feel good about where Notre Dame stands with him, but this weekend you've got Joe Bruner and Carson Hensman on campus, who are also both from the state of Wisconsin. Carson Hensman, to me, is, is a must get for Notre Dame. You know, he's about 6'4, 280 pounds, very athletic, well built player, can be a center. I mean, he's a player that you look at and say, that kid has the perfect traits of what you look for in a center. He's got some size to him. You know, he's 6'4, so he's not like this short, stubby guy. Uh, he's <laughs> athletic, very powerful. He's got very strong hands. You know, he gets very good movement for a guy that's only. You know, 270 to 280 pounds, but he's got the kind of frame that he's going to easily get up to 300 to 305 pounds, like a Jarrett Patterson. He's built a lot like Jarrett Patterson, but he's more advanced. He's stronger than Jarrett Patterson was as a junior in high school. So he's a guy that's a must get. But Iowa won some, Wisconsin won some. He's he visited Ohio State recently, and he's going to visit Alabama. So you know, there's a lot of competition for him. And then there's Joe Bruner, uh, who's a six six, 305 pound kid. He's an interesting cat, Darren, because. He's not nearly athletic enough, in my opinion, to play tackle in college, but he's a very strong kid. He's one of the most fundamentally sound offensive linemen you're ever going to see, though. I mean, he, this kid knows how to play the game, plays with really good pad level, great technique, understands angles, all those type of things. He's the kind of guy that I look at and say, you know, I don't know if he's athletic enough to play tackle, but you move him into guard, and he's going to get up to 315 pounds. He could be a really good football player for you, but he's more of an interior player to me. Um, but uh, Wisconsin and Ohio State are in there. Uh, he's a guy that, to me, Notre Dame is not the leader for. They have to really knock it out of the park this weekend if they're going to have a shot to get uh, to get Joe Bruner on, you know, to ultimately get him in the class. But I mean, if they can go just even two out of three, 
with those three Wisconsin kids, that's pretty good success. I mean, Wisconsin doesn't lose offensive linemen out of their state. It just it just doesn't happen. Notre Dame's got a shot to get you know at least two of them, and that would be quite quite the coup. And they're they're top hundred top hundred fifty caliber players too. These aren't like three star kids that you hope are good players. These are top one hundred to one fifty kind of guys. I just like the fact you're saying Notre Dame's going up against Alabama and Ohio State several times. And, and that's something we've talked a lot about recently. No, they're not. And, and this is the thing. We talked about this in one of our podcasts yesterday, Darren, is there's a lot of these kids that they're going after, especially on defense where it's Notre Dame's in the mix, but it's Ohio State, it's it's Clemson, it's Alabama. Now the Notre Dame's got to start winning some of these battles. But but the fact is, is they're fighting them now. Where in the past, they would just kind of, oh, Bama wants him, Clemson wants him, Ohio State wants him. Ah, we'll, we'll bow out and we're going for this guy that's got a really high ceiling. And then when we coach him up and in four years, he can be a good player. You know, this, this, there's coaches on the staff now that are saying, I don't, I don't care if they're, we've been in the playoff two last three years. We're, we're Notre Dame for Pete's sake. You know, we can go for anybody. And we're definitely seeing that on defense with Anthony Lucas and Cyrus Moss, who's going to be on campus this weekend. And, you know, a lot of these kids, Devin Moore and Benjamin Morrison, who Notre Dame had on campus this past week and a cornerback, both have Alabama offers. So I'm loving that from the defensive staff. And that, you know now the key is obviously winning some of those battles. Mm. You mentioned Cyrus Moss. The Irish have had some really good defensive ends the last few years. Is there a chance Moss could be the next one? There's a chance, absolutely. And, you know, obviously if you're Cyrus Moss, you're a top 50 player. Uh, you're, you're looking at Notre Dame with three defensive end commits and you're saying, but they, they kind of seem full. And, and so that's going to be the tough sell for Notre Dame. But the, the thing that Mike Elton has working for him is he going to say, hey, wait, Cyrus, let me tell you a little story about the last time we signed four defensive ends in a class. That was way back in 2016, and all of them got drafted. So we're going to be fine if we sign two four defensive ends. Uh, but I think you also look at it, and some of those defensive ends have some flexibility. Darren Agu can play some some linebacker, kind of like Isaiah Foskey's doing. Tyson Ford's already 6'6", 260 pounds. I think his future is probably is more of a power guy. So you can, you can, and you can say to Cyrus Moss, you can play some linebacker too. So it's going to be a tough sell, but the kid is very academically oriented. He comes from a very a family that understands how important the big picture is when it comes to picking a school, which is really, to me, the reason he's visiting this weekend. Now they have to be able to close the deal and convince him that, you know, yeah, we've got three other defensive ends in the class, but there's a reason we're going after you because you could be the best of the bunch. Let's go to the back seven. In terms of, well, why don't we just go with the secondary? Let's just talk about the secondary for a second. As you look at visitors this weekend, anyone high on your list that could be coming to South Bend this weekend from that group? Xavier Nwangpa is, to me, a, a, a must-get. There's there's four or five kids in this class right now that I view are those, those are going to be the difference between Notre Dame having a top-five class and Notre Dame having a really good top-seven to ten class, which, again, that's that's no, that's no pretty good, right? They don't They haven't done that a lot. Xavier Nwankpa is one of those guys. He's a top 50 recruit. They're battling Ohio State for him, right? Another kid they're battling Ohio State for. Ohio State's currently his leader. But the thing we talked about in May when we talked about Xavier Nwankpa is he visited Ohio State first. If you could get him out of that weekend uncommitted, you had a puncher's chance. And Notre Dame's going to get him on campus this weekend, and they've got a puncher's chance. And this is where we're going to really see just how good this defensive staff is. If they can convince him to not go to Ohio State, which is battling LSU right now for DBU honors, right? I mean, with all the kids Ohio <laughs> State's put into the NFL in recent years. If you can beat Ohio State for a kid they want in, in, in at, at a position where you haven't necessarily produced the same kind of talent in recent years, although you have a guy on campus who could be as good as you know, anybody that Ohio State has had, 
that's a huge win. And that's the kind of program, you know, that, that gap closing win. You know, we use that phrase a lot at Irish Breakdown, gap closers. You know, are you able to close the gap between Notre Dame and Ohio State, Clemson, and Alabama? He's that kind of guy. And Anthony Lucas, who visited that weekend, is that kind of guy. Cyrus Moss is that kind of guy. Jalen Sneed and Josh Burnham are those kind of guys on defense. Uh, and they've already got – and Tyson Ford's that kind of guy at defensive end. So I, I think to be able to get a kid like him at safety, a position they have not been able to get those kids consistently. I mean, you had Kyle Hamilton, but there's years before that and years after that that they haven't gotten nearly that caliber player. Xavier Nwanka is certainly that – Nwanka is certainly that kind of player. And he's a high academic kid, great family. All the, all the the He checks all the boxes. Now it's just convincing him that – you can come to Notre Dame, compete for a championship, and be a high draft pick. And I have a feeling he's going to be spending a lot of time with the kid that uh, wears the number 14 jersey for Notre Dame this weekend. Mm-hmm. All right, here's your bonus question. So as a former coach, I'm going to give you Notre Dame first baseman Nico Cavadas. What are you going to do with him on the football field? I mean, he's country strong. He's got you to know, fit in somewhere, right? I mean, I'm, I'm – <laughs> Honestly, I'm lining him up at fullback in the goal line and just saying, hey, Nico, you you know, you're a short guy. Get up under that guy's pads, lay him out. You know, I mean, he does kind of look like Robert Hainsey, though. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I think he's got the ability to block. He's got that look to him. So, now I'll put him at fullback, and I'm saying, hey, man, you're going to see that number 55 right there in the middle of their defense. If you don't drive him to the back of the end zone, you know, treat him like he's a hanging curveball is what you need to do. That's what you need to treat him like. And uh, Or a 93-mile-an-hour fastball against Mississippi State that he hit hit into the state of Georgia. You know, so that's that's what I would do with Nico on the football field. Man, was he fun to watch? He was. Man, he was. I wish we had him for a couple. This whole team years, was fun to watch, but I mean, he just the, some of the shots he hit. You just don't see that in the college game a whole lot, especially with the new batch. You just you don't see guys hitting those, especially in the big moments like he hit that against Mississippi State the other night. That wasn't some you know Wednesday mid midweek game against Valpo. You know, this was in the this is in the super regional and he just hit it I mean, he hit it as hard as I've seen a baseball hit in the college level in a long time. And when he gets the maple in his hand, the same thing's gonna happen. He is yeah, not absolutely. a metal bat guy, man. He is gonna yeah. hit him a mile yeah. with that maple. Well, as you can tell, folks, there's a ton going on with Notre Dame football recruiting and Brian, I look at your site daily. I mean, there are stories that people can read tonight that would probably take a couple of hours to go through them all right now. <laughs> well, especially our podcast. <laughs> they, they tend to be True. a couple hours long. But, That's right. you know, tomorrow we'll have a preview of this weekend's visitors. We'll talk about who all is going to be on campus, where things stand with Notre Dame. And then tomorrow I'm also going to have an article basically talking about what we discussed a little bit or who are the must-gets that are on campus this weekend that can be those gap closer type of players. Who are those guys that Notre Dame has to close on this weekend to say, hey, you got these guys in the class. That means you're now one, two, three, four, five steps closer to being on the same level as the Alabamas, the Clemsons, and the Ohio States from a talent standpoint. And uh, we'll break that down tomorrow as well. We'll talk about Kyron Williams as an NFL first-round pick on Tuesday. How's that sound? That's right. Sounds perfect. And we have a we have a a Ryan Roberts, our draft analyst, has an article on the front page of Irish Breakdown where he broke down the film of Kyron Williams and he states his case why he views him right now as a potential early to mid second-round pick with the chance to become a first-round pick. Uh, and he dives into why he thinks Kyron Williams could end up being the first running back taken in this, uh, in this next year's draft. Hmm. It's just tough to be a first-round running back. 
anymore. Right. It's being devalued that position, but that would but, be but awesome. The thing, the point that he makes, and the point that we'll talk about next week is Kyron has the unique skill set that can push you into that first round, which comes from what you can do in the past game. So that's a little teaser for Tuesday night. Okay, looking forward <laughs> to that. Hey, thanks for checking in. It sounds like you might be playing a little hurt today. So yeah, I had to cancel golly. my podcast today, but I had to had to re- say you know rest up, save my voice for tonight's show. Wow, I feel honored. I mean, you yeah. should have done the podcast instead of this show. What are you doing, man? You're low. There's no. Hey, look, I, I, we're now 25 minutes in, and my my throat's ready to fall out of my body. I could. Could you imagine me trying to do that for two hours like we do with our podcast? I had to. I had to fake an injury today, so sorry about that. Well, I know a lot about losing your voice. So, yeah. and with that, I'll just say good night to you, and we'll talk to you on Tuesday. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, Darren. You bet. Brian Driscoll, the publisher of irishbreakdown.com. Wow, a lot going on with Notre Dame football recruiting right now. If you're into recruiting, this is a great time of the year. Visits are back, and of course, at Arizona State, I guess they've been back for a long time, unfortunately. We'll take a timeout. 5.52 is our time. The My 5 is coming up next on Sports Radio 96.1 FM and 9.60 AM WSBT. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.